You're listening to Homestar Running with David and Mark. Welcome to the Homestar Runner podcast. We're sitting in a dark room talking about emails. (laughs) (laughs) We are sitting in our own rooms, respectively, on different parts of the world, but, you know, mine is well lit even though it's night and i'm sure it's uh daytime for you it is daytime but i am sitting in the dark room (laughs) we could say that this is also a special valentine's day episode or valentine's day light yeah a couple references in the marzipan answering machines voice messages that we are going to cover (laughs) yeah so marzipan is sitting in a dark room getting voicemails or (laughs) It's answer machine messages. Yeah. wonder if they'll ever update that, if they ever replace it, or if just keeping the old, outdated technology. Yeah, I would be happy if they kept the old technology. <laughs> yeah. I really like the first one. I guess I almost always like the strong bed messages. But yes. Know, the, this is your doctor. Doctor professional. <laughs> yeah, doctor professional. <laughs> I like it as, as far as like fake doctor names. Can't come up with a real disease diagnosed with serious problems. How much time does he give her to live? He says you only have like a, maybe a month to live <laughs> or a few weeks. I so put put your stuff outside. <laughs> that maybe I I mean uh, um, some people would like to have. Yeah. Yeah. The stereo right now. Yeah, that was a a lot of fun. There's a few times he also said, intentionally says uh and um in the message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Not that strong bad intentionally says it, but I assume it's intentionally recorded that way because to show that he's struggling to come up with a with the message. Yeah, yeah. He's like, um, yeah, okay. Well, I hope you have a good life. <laughs> or hope you have had a good life. This is uh, one of my favorite prank phone calls that he does. You know, I actually had a health check a couple weeks ago. This one cheered me up, you know. First, it, first it starts off all dark, but then it's a, such a terror, such a bad improv, <laughs> but amusing. But it's clear he's like just trying to take take her things. A stereo itself is a little bit of outdated technology. People still have it, but I guess they have surround sound for TVs, you know, not stereo specifically for playing music. It's true. We have some stereos in Japan. It's not that common. Most so many people. Just go digital have everything hooked up to the computer or the phone even well speaking of music um the king of town says that he likes the same bands as other people he doesn't list the bands you know and then he asks yes. what video games giving me some tips and pointers so i can connect with the guys yeah i could kind of relate to the king of town on this one <laughs> i've actually i've never really played video games that much in my life so when people start talking about video games i can kind of relate because i you know i enjoy the experience of playing or watching but i've never been great i was like the outsider like oh what kind of video games or what do you do i made up for it on the music end you know i can relate to people on on music or sports i think on video games i was definitely keeping up middle school high school well i'm now completely out of that uh music wouldn't be that up to date, but then I'd take a lot of people's recommendations. If I do have the radio, it's not anything that's that's current usually. Yeah, well, it's hard. It's hard for me to find something that I enjoy. 
you know I, i'm like sitting here watching get back a re, um clips on youtube <laughs> you know like that kind of that kind of thing um you know for the for the beatles yeah um but yeah no i mean i guess i do like some ref like if somebody makes a recommendation i, I like the tucson reference yeah i did a bit of a deep dive in that i hadn't really thought about that but until you know i moved to tucson arizona said a leap on arizona as the song goes it was the future mrs mccartney linda had uh, was from there or went, oh, okay. went to university of arizona in tucson and then later on they would have a home in the tucson area the rock station we listened to in san diego would still play some new rock music and they're definitely uh-huh. in rock music um, but the tucson rock station basically gave up on it they're only it's well it's not classic rock because that's a different term but they're only playing <laughs> rock songs that are at least 10 years old seems like yeah a lot yeah. of stuff obviously a lot of stuff is 20 to 30 anyway or 40 year yeah i guess classic rock would be considered 60s and 70s maybe i think so in the 80s and 90s and and then early 2000s they rock was still alive the king of town he's like i'm getting kind of desperate and lonely yeah kind of feel for him because you know it's like probably not the video games and the music that are gonna help him it's just (laughs) maybe maybe he just doesn't relate maybe if he didn't try to eat other people's food or you know their decorations might be easier to hang along with them he's also the self-declared ruler i think or at least right. strong dad thinks he's a self-declared ruler, which I tend to <laughs> I tend to think so. Yeah. Now here was an odd message. Um, someone Kevin left him. It was just kind of a normal voice, like seeing what's up with Mars of Hand. The guys are getting together. He's like, give a call back. And I wondered who uh, who did the voice. Sounds like a a regular guy who was like maybe he likes Marzipan or somebody somebody else and. It's like Marzipan, maybe Marzipan has some other friends besides uh, Homestar and all the cartoon people. Yeah, I guess that's just what it's talking about. I mean, you know, it's not really funny or or anything, but it it does. It just kind of creates a mystery. Yeah. Who's Kevin? Yeah. No, I did a deep dive on The Voice. It is Craig Zobel, who kind of was like a co-creator um, along with the two brothers of Homestar Runner back in the day. Okay. He helped out with them early on and including some of the tunes. He co-wrote the book. Like he didn't do much after the first year or so of them being popular. Like this is kind of like a last cameo type thing. Okay, that's, gotcha. That's, he actually became a director more in the way of independent films, but at least films that have been released. So here are the films, um, Compliance, which is kind of a disturbing psychological film, you know, Mm -hmm. real life kind of conditions, but dark. And then he did this film, The Great World of Sound, which I might've actually seen a clip during a UCSD film class. It's a weird format. Like they film a bunch of scenes with actors, but then it's sandwiched between real life footage where they later got permission to use. Basically, the premise of the film is two guys getting jobs at a company, 
and then selling to real life people and they slowly realize that the job is a scam like okay it's actually they're supposedly record agents what they do is they actually take money from the people to record and then it's obvious that they do like a quick recording session that costs a lot less than what it would actually cost to record and then they you know disappear without you know doing any sort of music connections but the the main part of the movie is them trying to sell it to people and you see them go through the various stages and then in real life if they got all the way where they got their money then they later told them like oh yeah we're not taking your money this was this was all fake okay you know getting permission to to use it so you also see all aspiring musicians of different skill levels perform so there's uh-huh legitimately talented people and then there's some legitimately untalented people performing uh-huh. and yeah. you know, then all the time either way the actors are like you did a great job we, should, we want to sign you for you know a record deal all we need is four thousand dollars to record your first album and then he he's had some mainstream success after that he directed the film the hunt which is kind of controversial horror but not like you know seriously demented kind of horror thing I think it had a decent response, but then it happened to release a week before the pandemic started, poor timing on that. And then he directed all the episodes of HBO series, Mayor of Easttown, which I haven't seen. That was, had excellent reviews. Yeah, so, so he's had a so little bit of a career. Yeah, he's still listed as part owner of the site. Nice. Go on to the next part of the, the answering machine message. Strong bad talking about that his really real girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it was really real. Uh, you know, you can't meet her because she's she lives up in another country. <laughs> 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 but I, I want to know what to get her for Valentine's. You know, I want to get I want to know what to get my really real girlfriend, you know, uh, like a real present. For me, her real boyfriend. I kind of lost track of how many times he said really or real. It's a stereotype girlfriend in Canada, but I'm, I'm sure there's other fictional countries besides free country USA. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't name it though. Yeah. So it, goes, it goes unnamed. I think he only says real like three times, but, or no, four times, I think. But he also says girlfriend, you know, like and he emphasizes that a, quite a bit. Oh yeah, since it's mentioned, I've done a little bit on Valentine's Day. Like I think it'd be like a small reminder, but usually I've been with girls that haven't wanted to celebrate Valentine's Day that much. Yeah, I don't like Valentine's Day, and and I uh, I've avoided it for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> even you know, more married. It's kind of funny in uh, Japan they do this this thing where. If a girl gives, uh, then they even coworkers. So uh, if a girl gives a guy chocolate, like one piece of chocolate, then one month later on March 14th, the guy is supposed to return the favor. But I've heard, but some people do do this thing where the guy is supposed to return the favor. Like, so if he gets one piece of chocolate, he's supposed to give three pieces of chocolate, <laughs> like three times as much. <laughs> um it's back to the girl 
you know so so some some girls just you know give give the chocolate in, in anticipation of getting uh <laughs> getting a bunch of chocolate back in return one month later that kind of fits uh stereotypes on uneven gifts for valentine's day i don't really complain about i think it's there's kind of a lot of ingrained patriarchy yeah gifts not really worried about it being equal anyway yeah well it works for the the chocolate companies or you know some of the the jewelry vendors in korea and and japan and they have like white day which is like the the that's like the day that the guys give the girlfriends in the u.s it's just kind of there's like a singles awareness day or something about that that's that's what that's what people call valentine's day right right they call it singles awareness day (laughs) or sad yeah i don't really care being single on on valentine's day not that big a deal i think you know in like high school you know like if it was upcoming dances and stuff like that that's that's when i it'd be like the real single awareness day yeah it doesn't really matter for me yeah i cared about it when i was like in my teens and early 20s but (laughs) not not anymore well the last message might be one of my my favorites i I always feel like i have a lot of them that were favorites but i I like this where homestar runner leaves a message asking what he can get for his girlfriend for valentine's day before he realizes that he's talking to that he's leaving a message on his girlfriend's answer machine yeah he's like i was wondering what to get for my girl get my girlfriend for valentine's day she's kind of annoying and overbearing and kind of a big hippie but then he interrupts it do 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 the number you are calling is not your real boyfriend yeah. he's calling you right now Boo, this is a dial tone. <laughs> yeah this is he totally fails like it's it's hilarious it's like why why don't you insult her I'm <laughs> like trying to figure out what to get her for Valentine's Day. Uh, okay, bye. Yeah, the big hippie itself isn't isn't bit really an insult, but yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, kind of annoying and overbearing. Yeah, that is an insult, and it is something that Homestar would totally think and say to others yes. other than than Marzipan. So the way he tries to cover himself is. It's pretty darn funny. Invent some kind of dial tone. It doesn't even make sense, like what the dial tone would be, or what the message. Like, this is not your real boyfriend calling. Like, yeah. No. It sounds like the the number you you have reached is not in service or something. Yeah. I think he does kind of okay with the first couple notes, but then he's yeah trying to keep it going when he could have just hung up. And then he also says okay bye at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's like, this is the dial tone. <laughs> Weird. This is the dial tone. <laughs> it's almost as believable as Dr. Professional. <laughs> <laughs> You've reached the end of the podcast. Do, do, do. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Star Podcast.